0: From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um I am in the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, as I'm making this intro. Um, you're going to, over the next three uh, episodes, going to hear a lot. Um, we did a great interview out in the Blue Wire studios in the Wynn Casino in Las Vegas. Um, and I wanted you can watch it on YouTube, but uh, if you're listening to it here, um, it'll be over the next three weeks um but i want to give a big shout out to our two sponsors first of all dr dish the number one shooting machine on the market bar none it does a little bit of everything great customer service everything you need um to get those shots up and hopefully make your team shooting you know we law we recently lost in the regionals uh, and we shot 34 percent. so i guess i need to go buy another dr dish but mention me and you'll get 450 dollars off for coach unplugged also go over and check out com for coaches who want to get better if you want to learn from a Hall of Fame coach, you want to learn from me. If you want to learn um, uh, from someone that's won 80% of their games as a high school coach and three state titles and 10 state appearances, if you want to know the secret sauce, ttubes.com is the answer. Um, prices are going to be going up. We're doing a lot of uh, rehab and a lot of different things with our, um, our site. So, And then hopefully my voice will be back to normal. But I hope you enjoy uh, the next three episodes. And let's head off to the podcast. Let's talk some basket let's talk past some, some specific basketball stuff. Um so what would you, what would a tip be? What would a tip be for a younger coach? What would you give to someone that's listening to this that's going into coaching? You you know, I didn't get I still remember I didn't get my the job I really wanted, I didn't get, and I'm so glad I didn't get it. Um similar to sometimes you lose a job and yeah. maybe it's meant to be. Yeah. Um because no. I I'm telling you if I'd have gotten that job. I wouldn't have won three state titles. I wouldn't be in the hall. I just wouldn't be because I wouldn't have had the players. Um, so it happened for a reason. My wife said she wouldn't live in northern Wisconsin either, so I can <laughs> empathize. She goes, I'm not new. That's not happening. Um, but what tip would you give a younger coach?
1: I would say it, don't be deterred by any sort of failure, um, kind of like what, what you're saying right now. You know, um, I, I originally, you know, I didn't get the jobs that I that I thought I was going to get. <laughs> at twenty,
0: um, you think you should be the head coach at Duke. And I'm telling you that at least if you were like me, I thought like I'm. You, you know better.
1: the like is the first school that that I was at was my alma mater, um, and I I thought that I was going to be a shoe and to to become their next head coach. You know I was like, well, as soon as as soon as he leaves, he's going to call me, right? No matter what, like it doesn't even matter that that I'm not there or whatever. Like he's going to call me and I'm going to be like I'm going to be right there. Um, and I didn't, and I was and for a while, I was like, well, I'm not going to coach there ever again. Like, I'm not, I'm not right. going to help out. Um, and then, like, you know, I, as like cooler heads prevailed, I was like, all right, like this guy is way, way more qualified than, me, right. Than, you know, right. as much as I think I'm qualified, but I mean, like, that's, that's being a 20 year old though. Yeah. To be honest with you, it really is. So, yeah. So, I mean, even then, um, you, like I said, when I was going through the, getting the the girl's head job and, and everything like that. I was trying to be the football coach and and I didn't get that. And then I got the girl's job and and I loved it. And it was, I was so ecstatic. And then I, it ended up working out that, you know, I didn't, I didn't sit there and I say, Oh, well, if I'm not going to get the head football coach, then I'm not going to be here at all. Right. Because a month later, a month later after the guy that they hired, he walked out on them and they came to me and was like, we want you to do this. So then at that point, I have two head coaching jobs. Right. And, you know, like I said, I was very, very. Would you think about the girls' job again? uh, Yeah, for sure. For sure. It was actually one of the comments that I made to, uh, then when they decided that they were going to move on from me from football, I was like, well, you guys made me choose. Right. You know, if, if it was, that would be fine. If you took football away from me and I still had this other job, like my, the, I would be, you know, a little bit more upset, but I wouldn't be nearly as upset as I am now because now I have nothing. Right. You know, now I'm not coaching anything. Right. I, so I told them, I said, well, are you going to give me the, the, the girls' job back? And they're like, well, we would have to take it away from, from the coach. And I was like, and. <laughs> yeah, just, okay, I know,
0: <laughs> I know. I think that growth mindset's big, though, too. And I tell my players this all the time. It's like, and we hit some obstacles. We were talking about that before we came on the air. Um, I think those obstacles can do one of two things. They can make you stronger, and you can learn from them. Which is that growth mindset, or you can just start blaming. Exactly, like, you know, um, like like the official the other night that told me that we needed to build bridges and he, rather than yell at him. I hope he listens to this. Sorry, you need to anyway, build bridges. That's what he said to me. So I was scolding him a couple times uh, about which we never of, do about some of his calls, and he goes, "I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home angry tonight because I should have teed you." And I go, "Well, I don't want you to be angry." And maybe so, you should have. So go me. ahead and give me the you tea. You like up oh. like thirty five at that point. Oh there. yeah. And it's like if you got to do what you got to do, but you know it's like why aren't you building bridges? It's like because you guys miss some obvious calls. If I do that, the parents are yelling at me. Yeah. So yeah. I know. I I. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole.
1: The, the coaching ref dynamic is always good.
0: <laughs> I. uh You know what a friend told me a long time ago is just assume every official is bad. They're all bad. Yeah. And when you get a decent call, you'll feel better. Like so I just have the mentality that all of them are gonna make bad calls.
1: Even then though, they <laughs> they don't always you know, I, I have my my one really good ref encounter was when I was coaching JB girls basketball. And we're in the middle of it's early and I hadn't been on these guys at all or anything like that. But a couple trips down, my girl had tacked and, you know, gotten fouled and they didn't call it. So they come down and the girl gets fouled and I'm like that's a foul whistle blows, perfect I'm happy I'm no issues. Yeah. Other ref comes over, guy's making his call. Other guy comes over he's like coach you know we got it we don't need your help and I was like yeah no I don't know I know but sometimes I think you do tease me hey. up <laughs> like, what well, I was joking with you man like <laughs> I know sometimes
0: I think you need a little help. Um do you have a do you have a favorite practice drill or? something you do at practice?
1: Oh, I do. So we run this, uh, I call it the five-man breakout drill. And it is for, you know, s- 10 to 15 minutes, it's continuous nonstop. But the way that we have organized it is, is it runs directly in line with our press break. And so... Ooh, I like that. And so we'll have two guards, uh, each at the elbows. We'll have a rim runner that's taking the ball out of bounds. And we have two that are running a continuous loop on the outside. And so guy makes the layup, grabs the ball out. Ball can never hit the ground. So makes the layup, comes out, takes it out. Whichever direction, they take the ball out of bounds because you have to clear the the hoop, so you got to get outside the key. That guard splits, comes right to the ball, outlet pass. Opposite guard is flashing straight to the middle. We're getting the ball to the middle. Now we have two running up the sideline. We're dishing it to one of them. If we can, we're trying to get right to the basket on that first one. If not, we make the extra pass. Layup goes in. While we have that rim runner, they got to run straight down the middle of the court and they're catching the ball before it comes out of the cup. We're running oh, I right know back. I
0: hate when the ball hits the floor. So, what do you think about footwork? Just a side note on this cuz that just jumped in my head. Footwork is horrible nowadays. It's
1: it's completely horrible nowadays. It's, it's almost non-existent. I know, and the kids that do it
0: look like LeBron.
1: Oh, and they they those, they look like they're an all star. I know it's very simple, especially down in the post. I know post work, footwork. It is. I mean, a drop step is like you would think that you have ha- you have found the golden move. Okay,
0: so I'm going to age myself when you do the sigma move, the Jack Sigma move, the up and under. For people that don't know what I'm talking about, ooh. but who, yeah, Jack Sickman. he played for the C- Seattle Sonics, the Seattle. He played for
1: Seattle Sonics, right?
0: I believe he did. He had that weird, the weird jersey. That's the
1: yeah. OKC Thunder, right? Yeah, <laughs> is it? Yeah, that, that, I'm just, that's that's yeah. how he came. Yeah. I'm just I'm just dating <laughs> it myself to you. That's yes, <laughs> it is. It's
0: true. Uh, anyway, so it's the up and under, and they do that in the game or something. You know, they all want to do the euro and the it's oh,
1: like, the the high euro too. The high euro, over. And, I,
0: and and they and they complain. Here's what I love about some of the players too. They complain. I said, "Yes, you can do the euro," but I'm just telling you, half the officials are going to call it a travel because they don't know, yeah, and they're they're 30 years behind where they need to be. So it's like if they're going to call it a travel, it's a travel. Don't do it. Like anyway, it's the, the hardest thing.
1: We get what, a, we get the ref out here that um, beat when the euro step was first first coming around, and the kid traveled. I mean, it was. It was three steps and and one. I mean, it was it was awful. And we're like, "That's a travel ref runs by. That's a euro step, coach. You need to learn about it." I know what a euro <laughs> step is. Thank you. I do know,
0: and I know what it looks like, <laughs> and I know that it's still
1: only two steps. But I digress. <laughs>
0: yes. <clears throat> what do you think the hardest part about coaching is? Coaching basketball, coaching football, it doesn't matter. Because so it says "Coach Unplugged" on the
1: Yeah, list. no, so. I mean, um, the hardest part I think, in, in some ways, is getting past the game, and and getting into you know the the why behind some things. Um, that was really really hard for me um, coming up. Was that um, trying to just understand that, like to me basketball or or sports or anything that was everything to me. Right at that point in time nothing else mattered. I know.
0: I always say that girls were poisonous at that point because I was so laser focused. It's yeah. Like, okay. If you, if you, unless you were going to rebound for me, I had no time. For yeah. You. No, I like, mean, like. <laughs> it was
1: in that, I mean, if I was going, if I was in, if I wasn't in practice, I was at home sleeping. And if, if or I was in school, like right. I was going, that was everything to me. And so um, understanding like, this generation, and for me, it was even harder because starting out coaching. I mean, I started out at, I mean, 19 years old. I was coaching um, as a as a head coach of, of you know different levels and things like that. So I'm not that far removed from some of these kids, um, and just looking at them at the different mindset of like, yeah, I, I like basketball.
0: I, well, first of all, I'm gonna I'll be devil's advocate a little bit. I think COVID messed them up a little bit.
1: Yeah, but but this was even before before COVID. COVID. I mean, because because
0: I just see in Wisconsin right now. I just see them coming out of COVID. I just see them coming out of that fog, athletically, academically, socially, everything. I and just, that
1: that's definitely been a hamper. I mean, I've noticed that a lot. We we talked about that a lot, um, going through that season that was, I mean, right out of COVID. Of like, we we had to have coaches meetings of like and like sit down and be like, listen it's a different world right now. Right. You know, like what, what these kids went through, you know, they've been locked up. Like they, and I mean, a lot of kids were really, I mean, truly locked up. Like, Oh, it's crazy. There's no place for them to go. There's nothing for them to do. Um, You know, with my school, we're, we're not an inner city school, but we're a lower income school. So we're, we're way, we're way far out. You have a
0: lot of base kids. No, No, they go to school
1: on the base or they go to, we actually, they're the, there are, our dividing line. So, the base is our dividing line for our um our zone, okay, so a lot of them go to another school, but even then a lot of them will go on on campus because they've put a new like charter school that's on cha- on campus that they've kind of feed all the kids into and everything like that. so we don't have if any really um and so we <coughs> we um we had to have those meanings of like this is a different world that these kids are in now. Um and trying to get them back out of it, and getting back to understanding like there's rules there's how you do things there's you know there's accountability, and that was a big thing was the accountability of like no, like you have to do this, nobody's going to do this for you, you have to do it right um especially for some of those those younger younger you know freshman sophomore kids that you know they were they were eighth graders and now they're a sophomore in high school
0: <laughs> it it's it's just weird how that yeah. There, there's a huge dynamic with there in, in the in the in the issue i see with these kids a couple things first of all they don't hydrate enough that's <laughs> that's the big thing but they also don't get enough sleep they no. really do not get enough sleep that has been one of my things cuz cuz this this thing the phone that i'm holding up right now they're on it they don't sleep they're on it till and and the funny part is we have like a group chat with my team and i'm old so sometimes i'll wake up at 2 a.m and do some work but i'll go on snapchat and i see that little head pop up well why is your little head popping up because you're on snapchat at 2 a.m yeah you're you're 17 years old Why you should be asleep Yep. you know you or wonder they're whether you're getting sick or, or they're on
1: the or they're on the game yeah they're playing yeah. the game and, and like and you know i always and that's kind of my my niche to, to when i when i'm talking to kids is like look I'm not much older than you. Like, and I, always, you know, I am. I'm I always, much older. I always too. tell one of my favorite lines of Tokyo is like, listen, I'm not even old enough to be your dad. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not. And you know, you, some of you have brothers and sisters that are older than me. Like, me and you can relate. Let me, let me explain this to you. You can't be on the game until 3 o'clock in the morning on a school night. Like, that just doesn't work. I don't care. Let's take everything else out of it. You're not going to be a successful person doing that. You know we can now. Now let's throw athletics in there. You haven't slept. Now you've come to school. What did you eat for breakfast this morning? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Okay, what did you have for lunch? Hot Cheetos. <laughs> okay. What? Anything else? Um, no, not today. I don't. You know, I just had a bag of hot Cheetos. Great. Well, now I know why you're 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 doing sluggish. This. And yeah. It's like
0: they go and have all that pot. I know it's it's horrible. Um. All right. So I want to get a couple. We got about ten minutes here. I want to get a couple more questions in. Um, what do you think the hardest thing to teach is, from a coaching standpoint? Let's just let's just narrow in on basketball. What do you think the hardest thing
1: to teach is? The small things of the game that I take for granted. I mean, the little, little, tiny. You know, even at a at a high school level, a triple threat, a, a rip through things that by the time that I get here, I shouldn't be telling you these things. And so I take them for granted completely because it should already be ingrained in you. Right, You should know that you're going to catch, and the first thing you're going to do is you're going to rip through.
0: Right. It's the rip through. And then they wonder. So here's what we refer to it as. So <clears throat> they put the ball. I said you put the ball in one of three spots. Statue of Liberty, which is above your head. Pregnant, which is here. Or giving birth, which is below your feet below between your knees so i said if you put the ball at any of those three positions it's going to get taken yeah so why aren't you ripping it through i know it's like
1: the the one above the this the, one is yes the horrible I, I just one. can't under, and
0: then because and then, i'm getting doubled coach
1: i gotta look i'm going like this I and then they get, and then
0: they turn their back I'm getting doubled
1: and then they turn their back and you're like what what are you doing i know
0: it's like oh my gosh i don't understand it and it's, it's like i'm looking like this and i'm looking around it's like well, you're not you're not strong enough with it at that point,
1: you know. And and I, I got I had one kid that we we ran a um, we ran a flex offense, you know, basic flex. I'm switching you
0: if you run that, but go ahead because yeah. we just played a team and they could not <laughs> reverse the ball. It we was, used to run that a long time ago. It was you the have flex to be, is a cross screen down screen kind of like the swing that Wisconsin used to run. Yep. Um, yeah, it's one of it look it up. It's a good it's a great continuity offense for a younger it, age level.
1: It absolutely is. And it's. and I really like to do it in a one or two spurts. Right. Like, this time down we're going to run it. Boom, we get a we get a nice easy. Sl- and it slows them. It yep. does slow them. And yeah. it sl- and it gets that that one extra help side to think for 2 seconds that the back door screen is coming. And so they're like, "Well, but I always teach it that the, that pass from the from the wing it's got to be it's got to be hard it's got to be an overhead and it you got to whip it in there so a the kid tells me well you teach us to put the ball above our head no no i don't <laughs> i teach you that one singular pass right one singular pass is going to be an overhead pass
0: right and it's also it's also it's also the pivot of you know at least when i i'm old but when i grew up it's like you never make a one-handed it's like well yeah you do you make a one-handed pass it's like it's like layups. It's like I I remember going to basketball camp and you'd be the one, two, and up. And it's like, okay, that's great, but how often do you shoot that layup? Like oh. we do our layup lines, we we'll, we we have them go opposite side. We have them with a punt, with a football bag. Yep. We, we want it off at of two feet, two feet and yep. one feet. Well, you should always go off. Here's here's the issue. It's like I got a I got a I got a really good team and we got some nuances to it. We have a couple little guards and I, there's times it's like. I said, when you're going against a six ten kid, you can't go off two feet. You got to get it. You got to float it. Like yeah. you're not getting that shot off in any, any bizarro world. That shot's not going off. So I said, most of the time you should two foot because you're being strong. You're under control. You're going to be able to score. But I said you got to read the read the room. Like you can't get that shot off. <laughs> um, it just doesn't work. Um, so you've only been coaching how many five years? Four or five years? How many total
1: years? Total years is ten. Ten. Yeah, if I I go all so, the way back to that first year. So let's go
0: back to that first year. What's your biggest coaching failure and what could you what could the audience learn from that?
1: Um, my biggest coaching failure is going to be um, in picking football picking football well, or basketball. Yes. <laughs> picking football or basketball, especially in that mindset. Because it was a hard decision for me. I mean I, I say, you know, I say, oh, I could pick football, but it, it I agonized over it for for weeks. Um, and I, and I kind of just boiled down to, like I said, was what job would I have a better chance of landing again? Um, and that's why, but that girls basketball season, we were, we were pretty good. Um, we were a little bit still rough around the edges, but we were, we were pretty good. And we had taken a team um we went up to their place and we had beaten them by like 35. And we came back and, my in my own regard you know I was taking it a little lighter than I than I should have right um trying to I was trying to be mindful of where we were at and I was trying to be I was trying to I coached myself in a way um because that, I, that's I, a
0: great bit of advice for coaches don't overcoach yeah like, and I did that early in my career to not overcoach it's and that's like, what
1: I tried to do i tr- I knew that we had another game that was coming up um and we were playing on Friday Monday and um and so i was like you know like we need to work on some of these little things that will help us for monday's game because monday's game is a big game it was going to decide our if we were going to be able to get a one or a two seed and we ended up dropping that game and we could never by the time that i had that i had realized and my my assistant coaches had realized that like we're going to lose this if we keep going down the path that we go down we Could never get over the hump of you know, okay, let's get back to our fast paced transition. You know, pressing, we would we had already dug our, our the hold, is too, it was too, too big, far, and too so we 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 battled back, but we had spent so much energy trying to get back into it that we couldn't finish. And so, we ended up dropping that game, and it was a game that we should never have lost. I mean, we play that game 10 more times, and we should win 10 more times. And those are
0: the ones that just
1: they just, right. oh, We're sitting here talking about it today. I know. It's so far. <laughs> it agonizes over it. <laughs> it is.
0: It is. Um, all right. Sports Social Podcast Network.